Uh, what's up, y'all? It's me, it's your boy, Asmongold, and today I'm talking with Nerd Culture Podcast, and we are talking about WoW. Hello and welcome to episode 173 of NCP. This is your host, David. And with me, uh, Crystal. Hello. And Bo. It's me, it's your boy. <laughs> I'm your boy, David. <laughs> and as you can guess from uh, from our, our excitement and from that uh, little stinner at the start, uh, we have a, a special guest for this episode. It's, it's uh, Mr. Asmongold. Uh, he has uh, a very popular YouTube uh, channel, yep, and uh, he does a does a selection of Warcraft related videos, and uh, we love him. Bo and I uh, just think he's awesome, and yeah, and uh, he's it's it is an absolute pleasure to have him on the show later on. We're actually going to actually going to call into him uh, later on live. The whole thing will be live. So, uh, and uh, Bo Bo loves him so much that uh, he was willing to record this episode at like one a.m. his time. Yeah, you know what? Honestly, this is a better time for me. I wish we did every episode at 1 a.m. my time. <laughs> is, that, is that true? <laughs> this is when I'm the most alive, yeah. <laughs> well, we I'm never... a night owl, man. I'm wow, well, owl. it's actually like four It's like four o'clock in the afternoon Saturday for us, so uh, yeah. well, we, don't, we never go out anywhere, so we could probably do it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll hey, see I'm how down. It we do it. We do it this way. There's a big enough gap in everything that it doesn't matter the time zone's here, the time zone's there. I mean, like, there's a big enough window, you know? Wow. So, but uh, we've got the the rest of the show to fill up with there. So, not a very exciting show for Paul Crystal, I'm afraid. Sorry. Sorry, love. <laughs> so, it'll be, it will be an extensive Azerothian times. But uh, before that, we've got uh, Bo reviewing Fargo Season 2. And then our Clash of Champions, the first semi-final. We're up to the semi-finals, people. So, it's the first of the semi-finals, which is Black Widow, the movie version, Black Widow, versus... G.I. Joe's Snake Eyes. Very exciting. Let's get into it. Fargo, season one, two. All right, so Fargo, I think I might have reviewed season one uh, a while back. I'm not 100% sure, but uh, um, I recently caught up with season two. I'm I'm actually caught up and waiting on the final episode of season two, but, um, so far, I mean, Fargo has to be one of the best television shows that's on tele, like I've, that I've ever watched. Um, I, uh, I really don't think I'm overhyping that at all. Like it's, it's really, really good. Um, it follows the vein of the Coen brothers, um, Fargo original movie. Um, it's, uh, it's been given their blessing, but you know, they're not, they're not writing it or anything. Mm-hmm. Let's see. I think the rules. I think the rules to to my spoiler on on season two is going to be anything that happens in the first episode. I think is okay to describe because that's kind of the the Kickstarter episode. Um, but I won't tell you what happens beyond the first episode. So if you don't even want to know what happens in the first episode, then then maybe skip the the next minute or so um, because I'm going to talk about a little bit that happens in the very first episode. But um, but I, I promise, I promise not to reveal anything beyond that. I, I won't talk about anything else. 
but one of the things I really like about about uh, season two of Fargo is that it sprinkles this weird extraterrestrial uh, kind of vibe in there. Um, it's got the same feeling that season one did, where it's um, it's kind of these this weird story that's kind of told out of these different crimes. Um, in uh, it's actually not in Fargo, but it's it's in like North Dakota, and um, it's these it's these different crimes that are bizarre in their own in their own sense um but they intertwine and start becoming one story and you start seeing how um you know there's this mob family and they're getting roped into this you know bizarre crime that happens at a diner um and this uh you know this local butcher and his wife get involved in it um and uh it's just this. It's just this really unique, you know, Coen Brothers esque story of these of these different crimes that kind of intermingle. Well, mm. mixed in with all this is this weird undertone of extraterrestrials. In the very first episode, what? one of the people um, sees something in in the sky that could be uh, that could be a um, a UFO. Uh, very like very obviously could be a UFO. Mm-hmm. And and then you know later on in the show there's more references to it and it just keeps it just keeps building and to the point you're like am I watching Fargo or am I watching <laughs> the X Files like this is really this is, it, is really getting into weird territory is it going to be kind of um, like season and, one season one how season one sort of hinted at the possible supernatural element of Billy Bob's character yes. I mean obviously it was revealed at the end that oh I won't say that, but anyway, it's it it, yeah, yeah, it very yeah, much yeah. it very much hinted with it at at, at the supernatural element, um, but didn't really play that out. Do you think it's going to be kind of like that, like they hint at extraterrestrials, but it doesn't really play out? Um, well, as without being as far as I'm allowed to say, based on my spoiler rule, yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. No, that's good. That's good. That's respectful. All, all I can say, all I can say, is that I watched the last episode I've seen. The last episode I saw of Far- Fargo. Um, I'm not going to reveal. I'm not going to reveal anything. Yeah. Um, the last episode I saw of Fargo was by far one of the strangest episodes of television I've ever watched. I mean, it, it was it was uh, something monumental happened. A key part of the way this story works is that in season one. The guy that owns the diner that used to be a police officer, the main character's father. Yeah. You know, he makes a comment that, you know, someone asks him if he's ever seen evil like this before. And he says, oh, yeah, back, you know, about 20 years ago or, or 40 years ago or something. I, I can't remember exactly what he says. This uh, is that story. This yeah, is he, say, he says, you know, I've, I've, I've lived through some weed stuff or something like that. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This this is that time period. Right. So this is like a prequel to season one. Okay. Well, things things are happening in this season that screw up that timeline. Yeah. So I have no idea where this net last episode is going. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a, it's. It, I'm telling you, it is really screwy, mess with your head television, and it is a crime drama that ex, that you know seemingly has no, you know, it is not a sci-fi show. I made a joke about the X Files thing, but it is not. This this is a crime drama to its core, and it just has these little hints of this extraterrestrial and and it does play a role in the story but only in the slightest way it's only i i really can't i really can't reveal anything else it's just it's just trust me when i say that you're not watching the x-files it is <laughs> it is a crime drama at its core and it, and it has a hint of alien <laughs> it's, so, it's just a dash you know what i mean it's just a dash of alien in there and um and it's just so bizarre and and, and <laughs> 
and I and I really love that. I've actually like I've thought of this before. I've always thought of like, well, why don't why don't they do a show where it's like you know because if if aliens are in a show, it's usually the it's usually the forefront. It's usually what the show's about. And this is like one of the first shows I've seen where it's like, oh yeah, there's there might be aliens. I've seen some weird <laughs> shit out the out in the woods. But, uh, <laughs> There's some weird shit you know. out in the woods. <laughs> you can say that again. <laughs> in fact, I just did. <laughs> It's a it's a it's a really cool show. That's that's all. I you know I can't wait for the last episode to come out. It's already been picked up for season three, and I have no idea where it's going with season three. Um, I don't know if it's going to go back to the original season one time period, or if it's going to be in between the two, or, or what's going to happen. But um, you know, based on this last episode I saw, it, it just uh, I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand where it's going from here. Basically, it becomes a sci-fi show. I'm pretty show. excited to see the last episode. <laughs> Hey, what, have you seen? Uh, did you finish off uh, Jessica Jones? No, you know, you know, I'm not really into Jessica Jones. I'm not on the bandwagon. Like everybody loves it, but I, I definitely don't hate it. I think it's good, but I'm not. You know, I'm not part of the fan club yet. How, how many episodes have you seen? I've seen three episodes. All right. Well, there yeah, you, go. you know, my thing, my thing about Jessica Jones is it's the same problem I have with like the new girl. It's this <laughs> show about about this girl that lives in New York and like, you know, she owns a nice large loft apartment and yet we're supposed to believe that she's you know taking jobs for money because she's so broke and it's just like new york's an expensive place for this girl to live the way she does you know she'd have to be like a she'd have to be a lawyer or something like you know and, and the television shows always the it's the same thing with the new supergirl tv show it's the same way like oh you're a struggling young you know ex and yet you live in like this you know friends looking apartment you know it's just like it's it's just not it's just not realistic and i i, I can't get past it that's that, that's your that's the where you just draw the line in suspension of disbelief it's, it's the fact that she has powers well, is i think this not is, important. i think it's i think it's just one of those things where they're just trying to rope people in that like you know want to live that fantasy of oh i wish i could live in the big city and <laughs> and oh it'd be nice to do that and, and, and i just i don't buy into the fantasy it's not that great you make me we've love. all seen friends struggling young people can have big apartments that's, that's what he's saying yeah it's just, I, I just i just you make me laugh dude so you can watch a no no dude that, you can watch that a crime apartment. drama that uh that involves po- possibly involves aliens but uh <laughs> <laughs> super superhero girls that uh live in big apartments no <laughs> that was really good that was amazing <laughs> yeah i don't know i don't know why, i don't know why that is that is quite the juxtaposition <laughs> that whole bit about the uh you, you don't believe big apartments but you're <laughs> i think that was the funniest thing i've ever heard you say david that was great <laughs> Well, I I appreciate that. <laughs> I, I absolutely love Jessica. Did you like um, Daredevil? Yeah, I love Daredevil. Yeah, I thought so it was great. I actually think Jessica Jones, it, it, as a package, is better than Daredevil. I think I think Daredevil you know, had um, a lot of cool stuff, uh, but and and that tracking shot of the fight through the corridor, I think, is one of the best things I've ever seen on TV. But I think yeah. just as a whole package, Jessica Jones just just. Basically, it just covered all the bases. I mean, it was a strong female character that was believable, despite the apartment and the you know, and <laughs> she, and I mean, they dealt with you know adult issues without being swarmy about it. You know, I think David Tennant's casting was absolutely brilliant. Um, yeah, and 
I just, I just, I just think the whole thing. I mean, it's, I mean, it's not. I didn't think it was perfect. I mean, I, I, think I gave it uh, four point five. I think because, I mean, I think it's, I think it's about three episodes too long, maybe two episodes too long, really. And the apartment. Um, and uh, and you know, there's a couple other little sort of things that sort of that sort of got me. But as a whole, though, I just, I think it was, it was magnificent. I think I'd rather watch Fargo. Yeah, I'm keen to watch Fargo. Now. Well, I'm actually now very keen to watch the Fargo season two. Yeah. <laughs> we did finish. You guys have season. to watch Fargo. Like seriously, I keep telling people it's a great show, and they don't believe me. Like it's it. I I feel like it, it is an underappreciated show. Yeah. But um. But yeah, Jessica Jones. I want to give it a chance. I, I I'm not giving up on it. I just and maybe I just haven't watched enough of it yet. Yeah. Um. It just to me, and I don't want to sound like I don't want this to sound the wrong way, but I felt like Daredevil is trying to speak to the male audience, and I kind of feel like Jessica Jones is trying to speak to the female audience. And so I'm not saying that it's bad. It's just they're, I feel like they're not speaking to me as much as Daredevil was, you know, as far as, like, in terms of, like, marketing and, and casting. And, uh, you know, no, Daredevil's I, just about beating ass, really. You know, like, Daredevil's not see, that complicated of a show. <laughs> no, I see exactly <laughs> I think, what you're saying. And, and yeah. yes, there perhaps is elements of that. But I think why Jessica Jones is so good is because it does what Supergirl tries to do, but doesn't do quite as well. And it's aim, oh, I agree with a, that. aim for a female audience, but still be accessible to all genders. So it's, I mean, yeah, it's, no, it's, no, it's, I agree with that. I think it is a much better example of a TV show that is important. And I'm, I'm using the term important intentionally yeah. um, to a female art audience compared to Supergirl. Yeah, a hundred percent. I know. What you, I know what you're saying. Yeah. And I want to watch the show, and I respect it for that. It's just, you know, that's kind of that's kind of the way I view it right now. Now, again, I'm only three episodes in, yeah. and I kind of and I watch those three episodes spaced out. I kind of feel like this is a show that is intentionally meant to be binged. Yeah. And so, oh, yeah, I, I really think I just got to sit down and watch about five more episodes. And I'll probably have a different because I really haven't even gotten into the David Tennant thing good yet. Yeah, like he's only been in like one scene since I've since I started watching the show. Oh, I only need, you only need three more episodes. Get to episode six, and if you, if you're not hooked after episode six, then you might as well just stop watching. Yeah, I, I, I definitely like the show. It just it, Daredevil. I was I won, I was won over immediately. Yeah, but again, I think I think Daredevil was trying to speak to me. You know. Yeah. Six episodes is too much effort to get hooked. <laughs> oh, well, I was hooked from episode one, but I'm just saying for him, it's well, like, and and and, you, no, and just to go back to Supergirl, just I don't want to, I don't want um, to pick. I mean, I actually, I actually quite enjoy Supergirl for what it is. I think it's a lot of fun. It is geared um, to a younger audience, but it is it is definitely geared to a teenage girl audience, and that's perfectly fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, it's just, I uh, just Jessica Jones spoke to me a lot more. That's all. Did you want to say something? Cool? Oh, I was just going to say Fargo has Australia's own Angus Sampson in it. Which one's he? He plays a character called Bear. Yeah, but which one? Who's Angus Sampson? Oh, Is that the yeah, one that always goes, who's that guy? No, that's Josh Lawson. Oh, Josh Lawson. <laughs> 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 he's doing a series of ads at the moment where Angus he's doing Samson it for, played, for water. <laughs> Angus Sampson played Ugly Dave Gray in the Graham Kennedy um, uh, telly movie. No, that means nothing to me. <laughs> so I've, I've betrayed my country but not knowing who one of the actors is. <laughs> Well, you will because we're going to watch it. I feel bad. Yeah, and I do. I do want to see Fargo season two. We, we were we were actually going to watch it like the, the like the second it came out. We just never did for some reason. Just... It's been on TV. Oh. <laughs> we've missed out. I know we've missed out. Weird. Yeah, the the final episode airs on Sunday, I think. Oh, okay. All right, we'll we'll catch up. That's all good. Cool. That's it uh, for the reveal. Let's uh, move on to Clash of Champions, ladies and gentlemen. Uh... 
So like I said at the start, it is the first semi-final. The first of the semi-finals. It's very, very cool. I'm very excited. I'm, I, it's, I'm, it's a shame there's not video. Sometimes I very much regret that there's not video because you can see me sitting here in my underwear. It'd be easy to fix, man. <laughs> we could set up some video. <laughs> oh, like I said, I bought, I bought a webcam just so we could play X-Wing Miniatures. <laughs> yeah, no, I can't wait for that. That's gonna be cool. <laughs> we're, gonna, we're gonna tell we're gonna tell the listeners about it. I just uh, I don't know if I've mentioned it on the show before, but I've become obsessed with the uh, the the fantasy flight game uh, X Wing Miniatures. So it's uh, up until I've I've got almost all of the ships and even doubles of some of the ships, but up until a couple of nights ago. I'd never even played a game. It was ridiculous. I finally, in the last couple of nights, have convinced Crystal to actually, fly, uh, you know, play some games with me. And uh, you know, thank you very much for doing that, honey. And uh, it was uh, it was awesome. It was fun. And then I was telling Bo about it, and uh, he's like, you know, I'll, you know, I'll get all over that. And uh, but we've got to we've got to work it out. I mean, as as you as the listeners will know, we're in different parts of the country, different parts of the world. Different parts of the world. Yeah. yeah. So um, I mean, it's, I'm, I live in the future, and he lives in the past. So it's it's <laughs> uh, so we're gonna we're gonna work out a system. So uh, um, it, our regular listeners will have known that at one point we mentioned that we played Magic the Gathering over Skype. So, but we've worked out yep. a more elaborate system this time. I think I think I know where we went wrong when we were playing Magic because it was as cool as it was. There was something missing, and I think what it was is because we kept forgetting what each person had. Like if we had replicated exactly with the with the same cards and stuff yeah it would have made it a bit easy so I, if i was playing you know ghost you here and you were playing ghost me there you know what i mean so like like how people play over the internet chess so each, each person has a board so yeah that's what we're going we're not going to make that same mistake with this we although that means we could do magic the gathering again that'd be pretty cool but so we've actually finished is what we're going to do we're going to we're going to set up cameras and uh, so we can see each other's board, and we're going to replicate each each other's board with the with the ships, and you know, or whatever the case may be, the proxies or whatever. And uh, yeah, get this show on the road. It's going to be it's going to be so awesome that uh, I can't contain myself. I'm actually sitting here with two thumbs up, like an idiot. Nobody can see me. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just it's I'm, I cannot contain my excitement. I'm so excited I had to interrupt the next segment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's going to be fun, and you know. You know, I enjoy just trying to work out how to play games over Skype because, uh, you know, when we played Magic together, we could have just downloaded the Magic the Gathering game and, and actually played. <laughs> but we decided to figure out a way to do it with web cameras. So, uh, yeah, that's part of the fun of it. <laughs> don't, bring up, don't bring up the Magic the Gathering game because it's actually a computer game version of X-Wing Miniatures as well. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> and I refuse. I refuse to play it. I'm playing the real thing, God damn it! It's a lot more fun. It's it a lot is. more fun with the thing. It is a lot more fun. I bought all the ships. I need to use the ships. Anyway, back to the back to the topic at hand. Clash of Champions. It was the first semi-final. Uh, so that means it was the winner of Captain America versus Black Widow, which was Black Widow, uh, and the winner of Legolas versus Snake Eyes, which was Snake Eyes. Combined for the semi-final, so it's Black Widow. <laughs> Sometimes I can't even speak. I don't know what the deal is. I lose the ability to speak the English language. But it's Black Widow versus Black Snake Eyes. <laughs> black Snake Eyes. Black Black Eyes. Yeah. <laughs> snake Widow versus Black Eyes. Yes. So the arena, eighteen hundred by eighteen hundred feet island. Filled with typical city stuff, buildings, warehouses, shops, cars, covered by a force field, reaching up 700 kilometres. Into space. <laughs> Which is into space. No civilians are present. They're on uh, either side of the arena. 
and uh, they're ready to go for it. They're really, they're <laughs> sorry, sorry, Barry. We've, we've declared it, Black Widow. <laughs> yeah, Black Widow. So I really want Black Widow to win, but really, they're really similar characters. And like you said, like the the issue with Snake Eyes is is he's he's nearly Deadpool. I mean, he's cartoonian. He, like it, it's hard to fathom what his actual abilities are because he's been written in in such you know bizarre predicaments where he's been able to accomplish you know unexplainable things yeah um as black widow is more realistic um although she, i mean she's a comic book character so i mean she's not ex- exactly real she's hyper realistic but um but she's also been trained you know to be you know in, in ultra you know stealthy you know killer uh, so they're so they're really similar characters in a way i feel like in a city environment they would both approach each other in a stealth-like ground-level way, I don't know how we build a narrative out of that, but I feel like I feel like they would, you know, they would kind of approach each other in a similar way. Um, yeah, no, like I, I, I agree with you. I mean, is I mean, yeah, she is she is hyper real, but she is still yeah humanist. You know what I mean? And and even though Snake Eyes is technically still human, yes, but some yeah. of the stuff he's done is just insanity. You know what I mean? So happen- we are we yeah, are specifically yeah. talking movie Black Widow, and that's. That's, I think, is what's actually going to beat. It's going to prove her downfall in the end because comic book Black Widow actually would stand quite a chance. You know what I mean? I mean, she's gone up against gods. You know what I mean? So, but movie Black Widow, I, just, I mean, I think it was controversial enough that we actually had her beaten Captain A. I just don't think she'd be able to beat comic Snake Eyes. Movie Snake Eyes, it'd be all over it's within seconds. Black Widow all the way, like he was hopeless, but. Movie Black Widow versus comic Snake Eyes. I just think Snake Eyes just has too many advantages. Yeah, it's you know honestly, it's kind of a poorly written character. Yeah, I mean they they the 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 problem the problem with a character like that is there's just no you know no boundaries. It's like it's like it's like Superman from you know the early days of Superman, where it was like, well, he needs X-ray vision. Oh, I'll just say he has it. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like Snake Eyes kind of has that same thing. Like whatever. If someone's riding Snake Eyes, whatever he needs to beat, you know, Black Widow, they would just make it happen. Like he could move, he could move as fast as he needs to move. He can block whatever he needs to block. It's kind of a, a poorly written character, <laughs> yeah. but that makes him invincible. That makes him invincible in in uh, this environment. It's yeah. interesting. I, I think that's what makes Clash of Champions interesting. Is is that we're able to kind of dive into not only just the characters' abilities, but Kind of the way they've been portrayed over, over you know the last several years, and and how that affects their fighting ability against other, you know, other characters. I really want to find a way for Black Widow to win. <laughs> <laughs> I, res- so I respect that. <laughs> I respect that, dude. I mean, actually, I was the same with Captain A. I mean, it was like I really I wanted to win, and why and why I was I was I thought, that's why I dismissed the controversies because I think it made sense how we actually made it happen. You know what I mean? And I was, I was the yeah. same way with, with Ahsoka versus Sylar. I'm like, at first glance, it's just, I mean, Sylar, what the hell, man? I mean, he can do anything. You know what I mean? I mean, first season one, Sylar is just insane. But I think we came up with a perfectly reasonable explanation for why Ahsoka could eventually win. So, but, but this one, I mean, I'm sorry, man. I want to, I want to do it as well, but I just don't think she can. Well, if she can assassinate him before they get into Malay range, she but she won't. So this guy has this guy's dodge. This guy dodges bullets. 
And we specifically said we yeah. didn't give her a sniper rifle because she's never used one in the film. So she doesn't have her sniper rifle that she uses in the comics all the time. So it's movie black. Surely there's one just lying around in New York somewhere. There's got to be a sniper. Well, I'm sure there's gun shops lying around. America is not that bad. Yeah, there's gun shops. She can go to a gun shop. And all she Did- would need would be a goddamn driver's license to get Well, there's no civilians. She'd just go in there and take one. Sorry, I, I, just, I just got to backtrack just for five seconds there. I'm sorry, Bo, did you just say America's not that bad? Oh, well, you, you wouldn't find a gun just laying in the street. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> you wouldn't. I've never, I've never been walking on SVU all the time. We've, we've seen that documentary oh, SVU. Yeah, we watch we watch Law and Order. And has, the kids <laughs> just walking down the street, and there's a gun line there. Oh yeah, and, and they're they're really uh, they're really living proof of what American life is like. <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> No, she could go to a gun shop. Do we, do we want to put that in there where she goes to a gun shop and gets you know a sniper? What? You know what? Why have we never done that? You know what? I actually think that was a genius idea, love. I, why have we never said... I mean, she's in New York. Surely there's a gun shop. Well, there's a reason we've said it in a city, isn't there? So Yeah, uh, so there's a city with no civilians. It's got everything except for the people. So she can yeah. just take whatever she wants. We haven't done that since oh, that's Rob, right. yeah, Robin and X-23. Yeah, so the very first fight... Robin was smart enough to go and get some liquid nitrogen, which I then therefore banned from the competition. From like a flower shop, yeah. But no, from a he stole it from a uh, from a, from a pharmacy. pharmacy. So it's I mean it was, we actually we actually show it in the comic. Like he actually goes to a pharmacy yeah. and steals the liquid nitrogen because that's where they would have it, right? All so right. it yep. makes perfect logical sense for her to go to a gun shop and steal some guns. Okay, I actually have no problem with that. All that does is work the sniper rifle into the story. So she yeah. has a sniper rifle. Yeah. Can but does he get to her before she gets to a gun, a gun shop? I mean, surely he'd figure that out. Depends on yeah, how it's it. true. That's true. And he would, uh, I mean, I mean, honestly, in New York, there's probably a lot of gun shops. Um, so she probably wouldn't have to go far. And, and that's not even a joke. That's, that's true. They're, they're probably, she probably wouldn't have to go far. And she is fast. Who do you think is, is more agile? Snake Eyes... Or black, her, her. Snake eyes, no doubt. Really? Yeah. Yeah, but she's smaller. I don't know. He's kind of a slender man. <laughs> <laughs> He's like Parker size, maybe a little, maybe a little bigger. Uh, look, I, I so think, I, I think get... even with the guns, I mean, she breaks into a gun shop. She's got mortars. She's got pistols, she's got <laughs> rifles. We got whatever you get in a gun shop. I mean, I've I've seen Commando. I know there's a lot of there's a, a lot of stuff with these things. Rocket launchers, you know, perfect for home defense. Um, so, it's, you know, nuclear weapons. I, I, I draw the line at nuclear weapons, but <laughs> she's not at Alameda. <laughs> there's got to be. There will definitely be a rifle in there. There's a, without doubt at least a rifle. <laughs> but I still think even with that I mean once she then gets it she's then got to then get to higher ground in order to use it we let Snake Eyes yeah. win and we're in a, another Deadpool yeah. situation but no so, well that's the thing is, uh, well no, I, I don't want to I, I never want the games to go the, the battles to go that way just because we're worried that we're going to that's what's going to happen uh, I, but yeah, yeah. I just think but yeah. by the time she breaks in and gets the stuff he would have tracked her down <laughs> And attacked her and before what, she got a chance to do anything. Yeah, and what good is a sniper rifle in a in a small room? You yeah. know what I mean, like you don't bring a, you don't bring a knife gun. to a gunfight. You know, it's so it's, well, you can, but it's not going to help you. <laughs> so I just I just I think he's got too many advantages. And no matter what she does, as smart as she is, even even if we just stretch credibility as bar, as much as we can, like we give her a big apartment in New York, 
<laughs> she, he's still going to be able to get to her before she actually does anything. So I, I, I think, look, I'm just, I'm calling it, I'm calling it, I think it's Snake Eyes. My vote's Snake Eyes. Because then once we get into Malay, it's all over. He's, that's, that's her, it's him all the way. She, I mean, she'll get some good shots in. I mean, if you want, if you want to stretch it out a bit, he'll, you know, it'll be, it'll be a bit of rough and tumble, but eventually, I, I think it's sorted through the throat. I can't yeah. think of a plausible comeback. Cool. No, I'm with you. I really think so too. I Although mean, she, I, she I beat, hate to say it. She beat Captain America, and I have trouble thinking that Snake Eyes would also beat Captain America. Yes, and if Snake Eyes Captain America, that would have been an interesting fight. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, uh, no, I, I think, I think she beat Captain America because it was situational. I just think this with this situation, I just don't. Not think... only that, not only that, but Snake Eyes would stand a really good chance against Captain America. I mean, I, I yeah. feel like I feel like it is a Deadpool situation. I mean, I, I think that that it's just that that whole as that whole like aspect of like this character can you know do almost anything that just makes it unstoppable. Yeah. All right, I'm calling it Snake Eyes. Okay, Snake Eyes. Nope. Snake Eyes. Snake Eyes, that's three-way Snake Eyes. Well, mainly I want... Cap- uh, now, are we talking about Nicolas Cage, Snake Eyes? <laughs> no, we're not, and I'll, I'll thank you not to mention Cage on the show. This is... I, I prefer uh, Black Widow. I really call her Captain Widow. Captain Widow. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm hungry. <laughs> that would be a combination, Captain Widow, jeez. Um, all right, so you know we're calling funny? it... You know what's funny? And I, and I only bring this up uh, because you remember when we did Han Solo... And I kept saying Hans. Yes. I'm telling somebody about the new Star Wars movie the other day, and I said Hans. <laughs> what? I've got a weird, like, I've got, like, a brain aneurysm or something. I don't know. But that was, like, in our, one of our first uh, Clash of Champions. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we should, we should one just of the add classics. S to all the end of the Star Wars characters so Bo doesn't yeah. feel so bad. <laughs> just Hans, Star Wars Hans is like, yeah, Hans is like oh, you use the Force, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hokey, Luke, re- hokey religion, yeah. Luke's, Luke's <laughs> cool. All right, so we're calling Chewbacca's. it Snake. Snake Eyes is the victor, and so that means he uh, he moves on to the grand final, and we'll be going up against the winner of Riddick versus Ahsoka. That's an interesting fight. Riddick versus oh, yeah. Ahsoka. So Ahsoka's uh, gonna, uh, yeah. So our next our next fight will, our next fight will be uh, Riddick versus Ahsoka, and we'll see uh, who wins out of that one. Ahsoka, and Ahsoka. Uh, if Ahsoka doesn't win, I'll be pretty shocked. <laughs> if one of us yeah. comes up with a reason for how Ahsoka doesn't win, I'll be pretty impressed. Well, listen, we have all wanted somebody to win in the past, and the other person has won. Has won, and how does that happen? Well, we were the one controlling it. Honest <laughs> with ourselves, we have. To- yeah, yeah. I mean, it's. it's, it's I mean, it's, I. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't want to blow our own horns, but I just, I, I really respect the fact that we, that when we do these, we we try to take in all the all sort of factors. But also, really love it when one of us, and it happens quite often, when one of us comes out with some sort of obscure left wing idea, left wing idea, and it's like it blows my mind. It's like, well, I had the, I had a perfect idea of how this fight was going to go, and then somebody will say something, you know, like you know, liquid nitrogen, and then I'm like, oh my god, no. So, you know, I, think the- it, I think it helps that I don't know the characters as well as you do. So, yeah. I, so I'll say, can the character do blah, blah, blah? And you'll go, oh, my God. Well, you just did just there. We're just there. Well, why doesn't she find a gun shot? I'm like, why has nobody thought of this the entire time we've been doing this show? So, you know, it works. Uh, cool. So that's uh, Clash of Champions. Hope you enjoyed it. If you don't, well, bad luck. And uh, let us know your opinion. 
You know, we, we had a bit of controversy with Black Widow, Captain America. We had a, quite a lot of controversy for Silo versus Ahsoka, so uh, let us know your opinion. We'd love to hear it. <laughs> he Skype me. What's up? Hello. Hey, what's going on? <laughs> happening? Thank you very much for joining us, man. It's, it really is an honor to have you on. For sure, man. I heard about your show. I've looked up your stuff, and it seems pretty solid. I'm glad to be here. Thanks, dude. Let's do like an actual like intro and and, and stuff. So, uh, can you tell us uh, a little bit about yourself and and your channel and why you do what you do? Sure. Uh, my name's Asmongold. I guess I would call myself a professional neckbeard. That's what I usually use on these things. <laughs> and um, I, I like to make uh, Warcraft videos, um, just like kind of all, all encompassing. I, I do some other like gaming culture things as well uh, every once in a while. And I also used to make Diablo videos. Uh, I myself am 25, and um, I am an intermittent student, and I'm not really sure. I, I also stream. It's just I, I played the game since 2006, and mm. I've seen a lot of changes in it. And in 2013, like late 2013, I made my channel, and I've just been making videos and, and doing all that stuff, and, and here we are today. That's awesome. So you've been playing since uh, 2006, so that's... So that's after, that's what, Burning Crusade? Uh, I started before Burning Crusade. I played in Vanilla, and uh, I got up to 60. I was, like, halfway through, like, farming up to Grand Marshal, and then they changed the honor system, and then we went into Burning Crusade. And so that was my, yeah, I mean, like, back then, man, like, I I, I was in high school then. And so, like, I, I, uh, I used to jog from the fucking bus stop to my house whenever it was AV weekend. Okay, call my friends, and that character would not go offline for seventy-two hours. Okay, like that was my life. And, uh, like I, I knew AV weekend better than I knew the months of the year. You know, and uh, like, your your parents used to play as well, yeah. My mom, like I had this idea in my head that's like, okay, if I can get my mom into playing this game, instead of saying that, mom, I've got to stay up late to do a raid, she'll say, do you have a spot for a moonkin? And you know what? <laughs> it worked. It worked. And so I got her and um, I let her use my account. And before anybody talks any kind of shit, because I always talk about account sharing, I was underage and that's completely allowed in, inside the TOS. But besides that, okay, I just want to say that right now. Also, also, um, uh, so so she played. She got to like level forty or so, and then she made her own account, and she got to sixty and vanilla. She actually had more gold than I did. Like she was, a, I mean, she's a serious player. She was in a guild like Raiden Karazhan, uh, you know, all that kind of stuff. Wow. And so yeah, she plays well. My dad, um, my dad, like some some of the things that he asked me about this game. Honestly, like he's never played the game. He has no idea. Like one time, he asked me why there are all the stingrays in, in on the screen, and I was just looking at rocks. Okay, like he has no idea what's going on in this game. So you weren't even at least looking at those um, those flying manta ray things. <laughs> no, no, it's just it's just on Stormwind the pebbles, like the, the pebbles. You know, he's always been. Well, he's not always been supportive. Ever since I got a check from YouTube. That's whenever he was supportive of me playing the game. But until then, <laughs> until then, he was not uh, the biggest fan, even though he actually was paying for my subscription the whole time. And so he, he didn't know that for the first three years, though. He had no idea. One of your videos has uh, actually got him on the sidelines. You're, you're talking about, like, right. yeah, I've actually got my dad here. He's on the side. 
Oh yeah, is yeah. It, um, it, I think it was like wasn't it, I think it was on a stream, right? Because like he just came in, yeah. He just like came over and he just like walks <laughs> in, and he's like, and he's standing in the stairwell, and I was just like, hey, uh, what are you doing? You know, what are you doing standing in the stairwell? Like, oh, oh, you're are you on stream? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I am. <laughs> he's like, oh, is it okay if I get? I'm like, yeah, sure. And so he's like, okay. <laughs> And like, he's just like standing there behind me. Like I don't know. It was it was pretty funny. <laughs> it was pretty funny. Uh, yeah. So is, is your mum still playing now? Uh, yeah, she is. Oh, um, cool. She, uh, in a lot of ways, has the same sentiments about the game that, uh, as I do. That's you know, awesome. and I, we're both really looking forward to Legion. And I've showed her a lot of like content that I've made, as well as some content that some other people have made. And she's looking forward to it. Uh, um, I, honestly, like I think that like for her. Like, WAD really wasn't at what she kind of wanted it to be, even mm. though she's, like, very much a casual player, and she enjoys, like, kind of, I don't know, like, having her little, like, she really enjoyed the half-hill farm and everything like that. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I think that we're all kind of, like, looking forward to having more playable content in Legion. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, for sure. So does why WoW? Like, of, of, of you know, the, the billions of games available in the world, what is it about WoW that draws you to it? So before WoW, I played Halo 2. And I was awesome. one of those kids on Xbox Live that did what kids on Xbox Live did. <laughs> and I would screw. I broke how many microphones? There are holes in the wall from controllers. Like I was a wild fucking fiend. Okay. <laughs> and then I finally. Uh, so anyway, the the way that I got into WoW is the same way that a lot of kids get into drugs. And <laughs> so a kid um, in my uh, what was it? I'm trying to remember. It was my computer class. He was like, hey, you know, I've got this game. I want to sell it to you. And it was, like, really on the on the down low and everything, like, low key. And so I, I didn't really know. And he was, like, really pushy about it. Like, this is the drugs thing. And I was like, okay, fine. You know, I'll fucking I'll buy the game just to get you to quit asking me every single day. And so I actually never even played it. Okay, I never even played it until uh, that, that next summer. Because this was during the school year, of course. That next summer, uh, one of my buddies, actually, he's over right now. Um, not now, but he's, like, down in, like, it, it doesn't matter. So anyway, um, he, uh, he came over because his, uh, his dad lives here. And, like, so he came over for the summer to stay down here. And he comes over, and, like, he and I have always been, like, really good buddies and everything. And we were, like, 16 then. Like, I had just turned 16. And he he was like looking on like my shelf with like all my different games. He's like, and he like just sees. He's like, World of Warcraft. He's like, what the fuck? What? Why aren't we playing this? What are, <laughs> What are we doing playing Halo? Dude, install this game. And I'm like, I don't know, you know, like, cause then you have to pay money to play. He's like, dude, it's okay. I'll figure out a way. Like, we'll we'll get my grandma to pay for it. Like, we'll do something. And I'm like, okay, okay, fine. Awesome. And so we downloaded that game, and that was like at the beginning of the summer. Every single day. Like, we would sit there and play that game, like, nonstop. <laughs> and, and like, honestly, the reason that I haven't really switched to another game is there hasn't really been another game that can kind of uh, give me all of the elements uh, that I really get out of WoW. You know, the social aspect, um, you know, the enjoyable gameplay, and uh, just, like, one, one thing I really like about WoW is that you have all these different options to do. Like, you have all these different avenues to progress your character and things that you can do. Like, if I don't feel like, I don't know, like, doing, like, like fart killing bosses or killing mobs, I can go do pet battles or farm gold or farm the auction house. It's, like, kind of a, uh, a fantasy world simulator rather than just, like, an, a, a, uh, like a, a fighting game. You know what I mean? Mm. And that's one thing that I really enjoy about it. And I also really like the metagame of like kind of managing guilds and playing with people and all that stuff like that. 
Cool. And so it, it's just it's been uh, you know it's been quite quite a ride, but I've never really wanted to play another game. I, I played Diablo three for a while, and then I kind of hit the glass ceiling in that game and i realized that in order to get above that i'd have to put in like 2000 hours or something like that yeah. and uh played heroes of the storm for a while um after uh i, I think i i, call, I got called the n-word i think like not nine times in a minute right. and so i was just like all right you know what I, i'm gonna play another game like because i i don't really know like as soon as it came out of beta it had a lot of i guess like toxic people in it yeah. and yeah. I, I ended up leaving that game as well because it didn't have a very good matchmaking system and it just also didn't facilitate this, the social aspect that is something that I've really gotten out of WoW uh, over these years What do you think it is as, as I mean it's slightly off topic I suppose but those sort of games Heroes of the Storm League of Legends and, and Dota and stuff that sort of draws these very toxic people to it it's weird The uh, the 14 year old Asmongolds yeah. uh, um, well <laughs> I, I think that a big element is that they're free. A uh, big element also, yeah, and also it's a PvP game. Like most kids that are very competitive, like because it is basically trash talk. Yeah. Um, I don't really have a problem with people trash talking. I don't really care what people call me as long as we're winning the match. Okay. Yeah. But um, you know, like really, like in this circumstance, like I was just getting queued up with people who are like just absolute complete morons, mm. and so. Uh, Honestly, like that's really like one of the main things is that I think it's a competitive atmosphere for young guys, and um, also, it, you know, like you have like kids that, that get into these games, and there isn't really a lot of like I don't think that in like a way it's like I mean once you kind of like get out of control, yeah, I think that like Riot or Blizzard should step in to kind of uh, you know like fix the problem in, in, in one way or another, like a suspension or something like that. But other than that, I don't really see the the problem really with trash talk and everything like that. Mm. But uh, it, it's like there also is a big element of frustration whenever you're playing. And it's like with me with Halo, it's like if I get queued up with somebody and like before I even start the match, they blow me up with a rocket launcher or something like that. <laughs> and they're supposed to be on my team. You know, obviously, like that happens a couple times. You lose ranks, like you get upset. And it's just like kind of a compounding thing. And, and I, I don't know, it's just, it, there are always games like that, and, like, you can see that in almost all PvP and, uh, you know, competitive games, even in, uh, you know, like, competitive arena and WoW, mm. you know, you see the, those same people. And I think it's just the competitive, uh, you know, mindset, really, yeah. and, uh, you know, some people don't really get turned off by that, and I think that at a certain level it does go over the top. But there is also just that, that competitive mindset that those people have, and they take that into whatever game that's competitive. Yeah. I was going to say, I think that that's definitely true. Um, but another element yeah. of it is, I feel like, your World of Warcraft character, like, you're invested in. Like, it's something that you've progressively, you know, grown over, you know, years and years. And your your identity in, in that is, is something that's more important to you than, say, League of Legends, where, like, you make a character and the match is important, but, you know outside of you know there's no world to inhabit like once you leave that match you just queue up for the next one with a new set of people like you're not as you're not as invested in your character or in your in your status or reputation you know in this in this world because it's just it's just you're in you compete and then you're out and then you compete again with with a whole new set of people you know well it's really temporary you know, and uh, you're, you're entirely right. Like, the way that I act in pugs and, and stuff like that, I, I'm much more polite and, uh, you know, understanding and, like, guild runs and everything than I am in pugs. 
Well, just uh, one more question for me, and then I'll, I think I think Bo's got a couple more as well. But um, so, why YouTube videos? I mean, why do you do the the, the excellent videos that you do? I mean, I, I've used them, and you know, how to. I mean, you do a selection of videos, like uh, you know how to do certain things in WoW, like how to um, you know run dungeons and you know, solo dungeons and stuff, and and uh, the the excellent real talk videos, um, and and just recently the. Iron Man challenge videos as well. So, there's a bit yeah. of, what, why, what draw you to YouTube and, and actually doing videos for people? It's the biggest platform for online videos. That's very simple. Um, before I had YouTube, uh, before I had 2006, I think like if you saw the final boss thing, yeah, I was talking about the MySpace. I talked about that in regards of putting videos of myself on MySpace, blowing up tater tots in my backyard. Yeah. Like ever since <laughs> I, the internet was around, ever since you were able to put up videos of yourself on the internet. I was doing it. Like before I was able to do that, I was making VHS tapes. I got a video camera whenever I was 11, and ever since then, I've wanted to make videos. And it's always been something, it's not really like, I guess, like a potential career for me, really. It's just something that I really enjoy doing. And uh, YouTube, I had, I made an account on YouTube in 2008. And ever since then, I've been making content on, on there, on YouTube, you know, like, Whenever I made the Asmongold channel, I started to take it more seriously, and more recently I've taken it significantly more seriously. But uh, it's because YouTube is the biggest uh, the biggest player around. You know, it's like I'm not going to do it on LiveLeak or something like that because nobody watches that. Uh, you know, and there aren't really a lot of other video sharing websites that really offer what YouTube does. And mm. that's really the main reason that I I, I, I put them on YouTube uh, in terms of like making the videos in general. Uh, as I said before, I've always really liked doing them. Uh, it's like whenever I know that, you know, like people, like I've helped people out with my videos and I see people like uh, there'll be occasions where I'll like log off after I f- uh, film a video and then I log back on and the video went like, you know, like has got like 50,000 views. Mm. And like, I log back on and there's like just dozens of people all surrounding me, like because they're, they're aware, uh, you know, like it was one place was like the Ruby Sanctum. And there was like this power leveling method, and I logged back on, and there were people all over the place in the Ruby Sanctum. And like knowing that you really have that effect, and your videos help that many people, is is a really cool. Uh, uh, it's a really cool feeling. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. uh, yeah. Talking about cool is um, the recent moose run that you did. Uh, yeah, I didn't. I, unfortunately, moose is loose. I didn't make the cut, but uh, <laughs> it was yeah. you had to, like you like you said Sorry. in the video. You had to be you had to be fair. Well, you didn't know who I was. I like to think that after we do this show, that uh, the next moose run you do, I might be able to slip into the. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but we'll uh, you know, it is what it is. Um, but yeah. it, it was an excellent an excellent idea, and uh, it it just really meant a lot to people. And you could just re- you could just really tell that from your follow up video that it just it meant a lot to you. Um, so why 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 did you decide to do uh, something like that? Well, I had originally thought of the idea on the stream, and it was right before I hit a hundred thousand subscribers. And I, I went back and forth with the idea because I knew it was a huge risk that I was taking. Honestly, guys, like whenever whenever I wiped on that first poll on Heroic Arkhamon <laughs> on stream with four thousand people watching me. Like, my yeah. heart sunk. Like, I felt like <laughs> such an idiot. I'm like, this is not happening to me. You know, like, all right, I can just, all right, can I wake up now? You know, like, I was really, really upset. And, um, you know, I was just, like, kind of nervous about the whole thing working out. Uh, you know, it's like selling uh, Heroic Archimon carries. I had never really done it. 
And it was just a lot to take in and a lot to take on. And I was really glad that everything worked out. Now, why did I really do it? It was because I knew that it would be uh, you know, a really great thing for my channel. It would get a lot of attention for my channel. And also, it would help a lot of people out who want to get their moose mounts. Mm-hmm. And I had some, uh, some friends of mine that I had wanted to get them out for, and so I could do this for them at the same time. And uh, it was just like kind of everything about it really was positive. And, uh, you know, I thought that, you know, I had never really seen anybody do anything like this. And it seems to me like in in like the WoW community, you don't really see as many of these giveaway things and community events anymore. Mm. And I think that players really, really enjoy that. And more than that is that that's really kind of what, what separates World of Warcraft from other games like League of Legends is that, uh, you know, you don't really get to do like 200 man raids or anything like that. Like, kind of get everybody together, like I did at the end of the Moose Run in any other game. You know, this is unique to World of Warcraft, and so the people who are fans of this game, who like the game, are going to get a lot out of that because that's like one thing that WoW can deliver better than any other game. And so, you know, like making events that people like, uh, you know, and that also people can get something out of. Everybody gets something out of. Uh, you know, it's just, again, like everybody wins, everybody's happy and it's positive, you know? And I I think that in general, uh, more people could do things like that and it would be good. You're so right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I think, I think that you're right. It's unique to wow. I'm just, I'm thinking, um, on the drive to work today, on the drive to work, sorry, scratch that (laughs) on the drive to the studio today to do, to do this right now, I actually was listening to a final fantasy um, podcast, um, and they were complaining about all the same stuff that I hear WoW players complain about. In that, you know, um, oh, that you know, people are wanting to nerf this raid, and it's not even that hard. And um, you know, there's nothing to do in between patches. We're waiting on the next. Ex- we're waiting on the next X patch, and nothing's happening. And it just seems like it just seems like other MMOs have these these same kind of you know issues um, in between X packs and. Um, I just thought it was I thought it was funny the similarities between WoW and other MMOs, but I think that the community is something unique to World of Warcraft that you don't see other other places. You know, one thing I, I always make the joke every time I'm playing Final Fantasy, I'm very aware that I'm playing a Japanese influenced uh, anime game, whereas World of Warcraft it feels like its own world and its own culture, and um, it is it is a really amazing thing that you've been able to build you know community out of you know fans of this game and, and fans of your channel and, and do something as awesome as the Moose Run and and other things you've done. Yeah, well, thanks a lot, man. I, I really appreciate it. It, it. it takes a lot to do, and, you know, I, a lot of it is just talking to people and making sure that, you know, you're available to, for people to, I guess, like, discuss things with and everything like that. But but more than that, I think that all MMOs are going to have that problem because that's just the nature of MMOs. I, honestly, yeah. uh, WoW, I don't really think, had that problem as much until towards the end of Burning Crusade whenever... They, they made things a lot more accessible because uh, like now th- there's like a very strict path for you to take and then once you've taken that path you're you're pretty much done and I think that that's really kind of a problem uh, honestly uh, in terms of uh, you know like th- the rest of the stuff with like you know like the end of expansions and everything like that uh, th- there's always been you know the end of expansion kind of uh, you know like where everybody's just sitting around. Uh, waiting for BC, waiting for Wrath, waiting for Cataclysm, all those things. And what really has always made those weights bearable is being able to play with your friends and do things fun with your friends. And you're right that WoW does have a very unique community because the community from WoW is built over 10 years, you know, 
and there have been people who have played this game for over 10 years, and it has 10 years worth of content as well. There's a lot of stuff that you can do in the game, and other MMOs just I don't really think can deliver that. Yeah, yeah, it is kind of the nature the nature of it. But the way the way me and David actually heard of your channel, Asmund Gold, is um, we were trying to do mount runs. Do you remember this? We were we were trying to do mount runs for uh, ICC and um, the Cataclysm uh, mounts, and uh, we were like doing it in Firelands. You know, it like seriously shouldn't have been hard. I mean, we had two level nineties at the time, yeah. and we were yeah. like, "Well, let's Google some videos on you know how to do it." And we saw we saw the Asmund Gold channel, and you were like soloing everything, and we were like, "Well, if this asshole can do it like by himself, like surely we can figure out a way to do it between the two of us." <laughs> and and so you know we what? Would, we couldn't. <laughs> we would follow your solo your solo videos, and we would try to two man it. So I kind of feel like we're about half the player that you are because it takes two of us to complete one of your videos. Well, hey, whenever I did those videos, Warriors were really good, and I had best in slide gear, so don't really feel too bad. I mean, that, that is pretty funny, though. I, I've heard similar stories like that, and, and really I think it's a lot more about technique. You know, like I've done, like whenever you see me recording something, I've probably done it a dozen times before then, and so I know exactly what to expect, when to expect it, and, and exactly like how much damage it'll do, and everything like that, so... Uh, you know, there's a lot more that goes on, I guess, like in like kind of the meta gameplay than, uh, than might be seen uh, just through the video itself. <laughs> the one that gave us the most trouble was Firelands because you, you solos it with, uh, with uh, Warrior. And so you can do yeah. that. You know, the one that you, ha- that you have to drag around the entire uh, instance? Yeah, bucket list. Yeah, yeah. yeah bucket list. And yeah, so with, yeah. with a Warrior, it's, it's perfectly fine. You're, you're doing it. I'm just like, this, well, this guy's doing it. So cash, it's, doing- so, it's awesome, and we were trying to two man it, and it, it didn't work because neither of us had a warrior, and so we, we were we were trying to do stunned. it as two clock players. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. <laughs> oh god, yeah, it was yeah, that one, that one is really rough. If you don't have a tank spec, the rage face just jumps on you and stuns yeah. you for like thirty seconds, and there's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> and so, unless you have a tank spec, or you're like a hunter with a pad, or you can attack rage face and go back and forth, and it's just this really really frustrating thing that all really honestly like a tank just has to run around on their mount and have the, the boss chase them yeah. like it's just not even comparison of how much easier it is yeah well i did i did i did yeah. use your video to uh solo deathwing so i'm very pleased very pleased by that. yeah a lot of people a lot of people have seen that one like yeah. i was surprised whenever i made it i was like wow I'll just show people how to do this and people just went crazy about it it was awesome so you just, so you, just you just you mentioned the uh warrior so it's, warrior is your favorite class yeah yeah, um, I originally rolled a mage. I rolled a mage, and then I played a Twink Warrior in a Battleground at, like, level 18 or something like that. And, of course, he, like, three-shot me. And so I was like, well, <laughs> I've, been, I've been playing the wrong class. And so immediately I'm like, all right, all right, this is, I, I don't need to play this character anymore. This is a waste of time. And so I went and I re-rolled my Warrior, and the funny thing is my gear is, like, so good or at periods in the time of the game, right now it's not really amazing, but at periods in the time, it's actually, it's like I am that Twink Warrior. I do three-shot people in Battlegrounds, and it's <laughs> awesome. And so, yeah, ever since then, ever since I saw a Twink Warrior, I just thought that's how Warriors always were. <laughs> and so I re-rolled a Warrior, and uh, that's pretty much what I've always played. I, I always liked the uh, 
you know, the barbarian Conan uh, ethos and everything. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, like, uh, Warriors, I think, deliver that uh, in, in the best way, for sure. And so one of my favorite bits in your videos is when you're just explaining exactly why you like Warriors. And, yeah, it's for that. I mean, it's, they, these these type of characters actually existed in the real world like you know the spartans yeah. you, know, yeah. you know barbarians that sort of stuff and so it's it made a yeah. bit more sense and stuff it's uh it's but anyway slightly i mean obviously your your knowledge of warriors is is unparalleled i think i mean I, it's i've watched a couple of videos where you've talked about how you know that it's been nerfed or it's you know it's been changed or whatever the case may be and it's just and you know and i've been i've been playing warcraft since vanilla as well but it's some of the stuff that you that you sort of go through is, is so in depth. I'm just like I'm blown away. It's, it's mainly because I don't play warriors myself. I'm a hunter, so but uh, it's just very impressive. But um, I gotta say, I gotta say though, we were talking about your videos though. It, one of my, my favorite bits from your videos is the, your your one to, on how to. Yeah, it's back to Firelands again. You remember this one, Bo? Um, Firelands with um, the the bird doing the achievement where you're flying through like barrel roll, do a barrel roll thing. Yeah. Yeah. Do a roll. And it's, and it's like, you know, it's, <laughs> you, see, you say something along the lines of, you know, what, you don't give a fuck. You're a bird. It's like, you, just, <laughs> you don't, you don't, you don't have to go, you don't have to go to the ground. You're a bird. You, you fuck them. <laughs> just gets, uh, yeah, me, I, gets me every time. I watched that video more than, of more than once just to be, see that bit. <laughs> God, I, I forgot all about that one. I'm gonna have to rewatch that now. <laughs> you gotta watch it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, I just like occasionally like things will just come to me. It's like, and, and like I know it's like this is like the stupidest line I could possibly say. <laughs> fuck it, people are gonna love it. You know, yeah, let's go for it. Yeah, fuck it, you're a bird. <laughs> you're a rare bird. You don't give a fuck. It's yeah. What's the um, history behind the name Asmongold? Uh so like whenever we were like seven. Okay, so we're going back. Um, whenever we were like seven. We all had like our own little code names for whenever we'd go in the backyard and throw dirt balls at each other. Yep. And um, mine was Asmongold. And I think it was given to me by like kind of like one of the older kids, uh, like one of the, like probably like the oldest kid that was like in the neighborhood. And I don't even remember like where really he got it or I, like it, I don't, I looked it up and it's like not really derivative of anything. I, I have no idea. And so ever since then, uh, I've just been Asmongold. I, I, I call myself Spartan for a while. Uh, mm. Whenever I play Halo a lot, uh, Spartan. Uh, I don't remember the name, but it was like my gamer tag and everything. Mm. And so uh, I, I did that for a while. But yeah, I just uh, had that name whenever I was like seven or eight, and it just stuck the whole way through. Oh, there you that's, go. Uh, yeah, it's kind of a it's kind of a weird story, but that's <laughs> a, that's the truth. It is cool. I have I have somewhat of a controversial question. I love those. So, <laughs> all right. You did a video once on how to ninja loot, and yes. I'm wondering what kind of backlash you got from that. Oh, I mean, if like, you... of course people got pissed off. Who cares? That's the best part. <laughs> you know, hey, I mean, bird, like, right? yeah. uh, honestly, I made a video. What I tell people in my videos is that it might not be the nice thing to do. It yeah. might not be the good thing to do, but it works. <laughs> and and if, you use, if you use those methods, they work. And if you're aware of those methods, you can prevent it from happening to yourself. And people yeah. who didn't get that were pissed off. I understand that. Like, it doesn't really bother me. I understand that a lot of people are, are you know, like, look at things in, in black and white and everything. But uh, the, the fact of the, of the matter is that this world is in a lot of shades of gray. And uh, honestly, it doesn't really bother me at all. You know, like, whenever people get upset about, like, I, it, it bothers me in a way because it seems like people aren't really thinking. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, well, why, why, 
why didn't you watch the video? Why didn't you just, uh, you know, like try and uh, see what's going on here rather than make this judgment or, you know, intentionally not listen to certain things or, you know, it seems like people take logical, uh, you know, logical jumps that I, I definitely would not take. And so, yeah, I mean, a lot of people got really upset about that video. People got upset about how to evaluate um, players in raiding guilds. They got upset yeah. about, I mean, like, I've got a, there's a big list why to get rid of LFR. Like, and, and honestly, like, I, I make videos and sometimes people might not agree with me, but that doesn't mean that I'm not going to make the video. You know, yeah. and, uh, you know, with the, the ninja looting video, everything that I've said in that video works. And, you know, you might disagree with it, but that doesn't mean that it doesn't work. Yeah. You know. Yeah. No, I I mean, my guild used both those videos. So, I mean, we watched <laughs> them, posted them on our uh, Facebook page and, and nice. uh, definitely got some pointers from it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I liked, yeah. I liked that one and the, um, and the one about the... Because, uh, like I said, real talk was my my favorite one. Is I like the one about the sort of guild interaction, like interaction with people, and and just not putting up with you know the, the backstabbing off mic and that sort of stuff. Oh, the clicks. Yeah, the clicks one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That is a very, very, um, a, a very, very touchy subject with people, and mm. it's also a very fine line because you have to, of course, like allow people to be friendly in the guild and like get along with each other, and you want to have groups of friends and. But whenever a group of friends turns into, like, this insular, uh, you know, like, exclusionary uh, group of people who make fun of and they treat kind of, like, their group and then the rest of the guild as, like, an us-and-them scenario, I think it's very important to always realize that whenever you're in your raiding, in your raid, in your raiding guild, whatever, uh, you need the best raiding guilds function as one cohesive team. Mm -hmm. And so anything that really puts that at risk or you know, stands to compromise that should be removed and gotten rid of at, at really at whatever cost possible because it can cost you the entire guild. And I know that a lot of people, that's what's happened to them. And so there's a lot of being proactive and really kind of using your better judgment. And you, you in a lot of ways, I, I can't really tell somebody what to do, but I can give guidelines and kind of parameters of what I've done. Yeah. Yeah. So you've experienced that yourself? Oh yeah, lots of times. Yeah, um, yeah. I uh, my my guild almost broke up a, n a number of times because of uh, similar events, and you know it, it, it's always really frustrating. Mm. And so it, it's important to kind of uh, make sure that you kind of keep that stuff under control, and m mostly are proactive about it because sometimes it can get out of control, and then you have enough people to where they're in like this group, and it, it's difficult to kind of uh, get rid of them. And, uh, you know, like, then they can kind of issue ultimatums and kind of push their own will in ways that, that you know, you can't really counteract because there's so many of them that can handicap the guild. And there's just a lot of, uh, you know, like, power plays that can go on that you have to be proactive in making sure that they don't occur. Yeah. I really want you to write a book called Everything I Learned About Life from Mortal Warcraft. Or like a hundred people. People tell me that a lot, um, you know. And, and you do learn a lot about people. Like whenever I uh, am, am in school, uh, whenever I'm at, uh, you know, whenever I, I used to work with the government and everything, uh, I basically use a lot of the things that I've learned in WoW, and not necessarily, uh, you know, a direct transference, but just, you know, I, I take that mindset that I use, and um, I, I try to bring that into other things, and it, it yeah. usually works out very well. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. I actually, um, everybody that I work with, we all raid together, and I'm I'm kind of yeah. you know 
the leadership role at that at that job and and we kind of have a similar understanding of what that mindset is of oh if you're not performing then I need to help you you know get better at performing so it's kind of it's helpful for me the fact that they understand World of Warcraft in the same way I do so it's like you know I can tell them that they're standing in fire so to speak you know we we use terminology like that in our one on ones you know so like it's definitely something that transfers over to the business world I think running a guild. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. you, you used you use Warcraft terminology in your your work one on ones. Oh yeah, yeah. Totally. Don't stand that, in the green shit. Yeah, t- standing in fire is something I say a lot of times. Like you know, that's awesome. uh, at my job, they they may need to get uh, signatures or something like that. Just some minor thing that is that is costing the group as a whole something important. I can say, hey, you know, everybody here is is working towards this same goal, and like you're standing in fire. And I need to find out, you know, why you're making that mistake, and let's let's, you know, for the good of the group as a whole, let's let's see how we can correct that. I I have literally said that. I probably, as a matter of fact, I think I said that today. Like that's <laughs> a, a common thing that comes up. Yeah. <laughs> that is awesome. That's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it's entirely true, and I think that the best way, the best perspective to have on that stuff is you always have to look at what what you can do in a positive uh, manner for your team. You have to always put your team first and look at what your goals are and always take actions that are going to achieve your goals. And whenever you start doing things vindictively, whenever you start doing things, uh, you know, just because you want to do them and acting against like kind of common sense or, uh, you know, like facts or rationality, that's whenever the problems occur. And so whenever you can kind of make sure that you have that goal in mind, like what you were saying with getting the signatures and, you know, the whole team's group effort, that makes it very, very easy to solve problems because you know exactly where you need to be. Yeah. Uh, so, so just say you, for one day, Blizzard okay. asks you to be in charge of the future development of Warcraft, what would you do? Um, well, see, I, I think that's a kind of, uh, I, I have a lot of answers for that, mm. but I, I think like we could, uh, I guess, quantify the question here. Is there something like, could I set something in motion for happening in the future? Yeah. Or is that just, yeah. I have one day and I want to make a cool mount? <laughs> no, we'll, we'll, we'll do, uh, we'll do putting something in motion. Like what change, yeah. what, um, what change would you make? The biggest issue I think right now is that players don't really, uh, don't really have that feel of, of the sense of progression. What I would do is I would take every raid and make it one difficulty with hard modes. And I would make multiple raids um, and make easier raids. Easier raids is also a big deal. Uh, I think Mythic right now is just too hard for the average player, too many things for them to focus on. And, you know, it's just like kind of an unachievable goal. I think things should be more numerically difficult rather than more mechanically difficult, which is what they are right now. Uh, I would do that, and um, also on top of that, I would implement a lot of other social features. I'd implement a voice chat into the game. Mm. Um, I would implement. Uh, I, I don't. I'd really take out. Well, I guess it doesn't matter because there'd only be one raid difficulty anyway. Um, I'm trying to think. Like those are that probably would be the the main thing. Is you know because like I think that the two main core elements of uh, of WoW that that Wad really kind of like missed the mark on is kind of creating re. Uh, you know, like a real in-game progression experience, and also um, I'm trying to think of like the word for this, like kind of facilitating social interaction. And those two things are probably like the main two things that I guess uh, made Vanilla and Burning Crusade as successful as they were. And I would try and make sure that uh, Blizzard tries to instead of make make the content achievable by everyone, um, make 
there be a, uh, I guess like a real progression path that people can go through and they find it rewarding in every step of the way. And I just don't really think that the end game progression that we have now is rewarding. Uh, and I, I think that even people who don't really raid mythics feel the same way. And in a lot of ways, mythics don't really have the same sense of reward as they used to as like, you know, the old heroics like ICC 25 man heroic or something like that. Hmm. So, I honestly think that like just redoing the entire in-game system. Personally, I think that there should be a bigger emphasis on uh, leveling. Uh, to be honest with you, yeah. um, I, I don't. I would get rid of the boost. To be honest, I would get rid of the boost and um, awesome. potentially even get rid of a lot of the heirlooms and allow people to level up. I think that most people back in the day never even hit sixty. And whenever people are playing a game where they just level up, there's a very clear goal in mind, and it would actually end up keeping more people engaged and playing the game and i think that blizzard has kind of like it seems to me like they're kind of acting against their own best interests in giving these things out because uh you know the longer you keep people playing the game the more money they make and yeah. it seems like they do all these uh these like catch-up mechanics and uh these boosting things and stuff like that and it ends up making people play the game less yeah i'm so glad to hear you say that because I'm, I'm a big fan of the leveling process like i don't use any looms yeah. uh when i'm living i actually pay attention bo doesn't believe me but i actually read every single quest screen that comes up i definitely do and because uh, i because I, I really like to i mean i don't rp but i definitely like to immerse myself in this the lore and the story and what's actually happening like why am i yeah. doing this i mean i've killed you know I, i've done so many go out and kill x amount of things you know, so many times that it's, it's, it's ridiculous. But as long as I know the reasons why I'm doing it, then, you know, I'm, I'm cool with it, as long as it's part of the story and stuff. And I, I like to really try to get immersed. At one point, I got so immersed that I actually got really upset with one of the quests. I don't know if you, if you remember um, in Frozen Throne, which is my favourite uh, expansion, um, there was there's like a, a battlefield of a whole bunch of dead soldiers uh, at the base of the, of the ICC, and the quest is, depending on who you are, Alliance or Horde, the, the quest is to go out and uh, question some of the dying soldiers and then kill them. And the Horde side, it's, you know, put them out of their misery and show them the honour that they deserve. But the Alliance side is go out and kill those those Horde scum and make sure that you desecrate their bodies. And yeah. I, got really, I got really upset. I actually really annoyed me. It's, it's, it's like I just find this really distasteful. It doesn't It doesn't seem to be in the in the vein of, of, you know, playing a game is, it's, uh, so it's weird. So, yeah, so I like to, so, you know, so I've gone off track, but I, I do, I like the leveling process and, uh, I think they should bring a bit more emphasis on that. Well, it keeps players that don't necessarily, um, understand the game entirely. It keeps them, uh, engaged in the game. You know, like, as I said, if you are a certain level, you know that your goal is to get to the next level. Hmm. And so you always have something clear in mind to do. Once you reach max level, uh, a lot of people, especially like new players, like the reason that I knew what to do whenever I hit level 60 is I spent 60 levels preparing for it. Yep. And somebody new in the game just like hits max level and they're like, well, what do I do now? Did I, did I beat the game? You know, like <laughs> they don't know really what to do. They can go around and kill monsters and get better gear, but they don't understand really the fundamentals or how the game is really supposed to work. And I think that that leads to a lot of people playing the game, not really getting engaged in it, and then just quitting. Yeah, yeah. You know, my wife's an example of that. My wife, um, she started playing in Mr. Pandaria, and 
she basically leveled to about 60 or 70 and then miss came out and she bought the she bought the expansion and it came with the free the free boost and um she boosted her, her warlock to 90 or whatever or maybe it was war warlords came out and you got the free boost i don't remember something came yeah, out yeah, and, it was warlords. yeah and um and she was like she she was like disappointed she was like well what's the point like i can't play the i'm i am max level now this is the end of the game right and so she started a new character and started playing it but she's eventually you know faded and quit playing but yeah, when she hit, she did, I don't know what the hell she thought that button was going to do, but whenever she clicked it and it boosted her to 90, she was disappointed. She was like, I just missed everything in between there, you know? So Yeah, yeah I, I, think, I think that there are some people that, that get that out of it. And if you just look at player behavior, most people probably quit once they hit, hit max level or they reach some sort of a goal that they're trying to achieve. Uh, most other people hit once uh, uh, quit once they beat the last boss, you know, and so like I had a buddy Jeff, and as soon as he killed Deathwing on LFR, he's like, "Well, beat the game. That's it," you know, <laughs> and uh, that yeah, and so he quit the game after that because there's no real, there's no real point to keep going and just repeating the same content over and over on higher difficulties. You know, for a lot of people, I don't really find think that that's engaging for them. They don't they don't get that, you know, and uh, yeah. you know, vanilla. And Burning Crusade really gave people a progression. And back then, it was very rare for people to say, you know, there's nothing for me to do. And it actually be true in the same way that it is now. Oh, that's so true. Um, well, can we, get, can we go back a bit to what you were saying before uh, about um, endgame stuff? So you mentioned that you think that uh, raiding, endgame raiding at the moment is, is, is too hard, essentially. And it's, it's hard because of mechanics. This is, but isn't isn't learning mechanics part of the raiding experience? I mean, how I mean, how cool was learning the the dance in Nax, you know, and stuff like oh, that? Oh, uh, Hegan, yes. Well, see, that's one mechanic. Yeah. Okay. Imagine that if he yeah. and whenever the dance was happening, you had plague beasts coming in that would put like an AOE slow down and like a dozen other things happening all at the same time. Mm. Uh, I, I don't. I think that there are certain mechanics, and yes, the mastery of that, the mastery of Thaddeus, um, the mastery of like Saffron getting behind the uh, uh, the little ice blocks and not hitting him through them, so the ice blocks hit you or the uh, explosion hits you, and all of those things were really, really uh, people got a lot out of that. Mm. I, I completely agree. But right now, it's like if you look at kind of the concentric circles of players who are able to really take part in that activity. And so you have all the players in the game, okay? Then you have all the players at max level. Then you have all the players who want to raid. Then you have all the players that have the time to raid. Then you have all the players who have the time to raid and also have the computer that can even handle things. Because, I mean, that's a big issue. Mm. Like, my computer yeah. is great, yeah. right? So it's not an issue. But there are so many things. That's so like the uh, Mythic Archimond, uh the like marks that you get in the in the last phase, you have to react to those. Uh, especially if you get one of the uh, the early ones, you have to react to those nearly instantaneously. Mm. And so if you're not doing that uh, and you're not able to, you're gonna be you're not gonna have a raid spot. And it's the same with a lot of other things. There are just so many things going on on the screen that if you don't have a good computer and um, you know all that stuff, like if you're not at least raiding at like 20, 30 FPS, it's gonna be really hard for you to be able to perform at a level. That's uh, that's required, and so there are also a lot of people who just aren't very quick. Like that's yeah. honestly the truth. Like yeah. there are people who are just not very. It's like this isn't Counter Strike. You know, like I'm mm. not very good yeah. at Counter Strike because my reactions are not that fast. And you know, you it it kind of takes so many people out of rating. And I think 
like one of the big successes of like molten core and like all of the vanilla raids, burning crusade raids, and uh, you know, Wrath of the Lich King. Why ICC was so popular is that it was very numerically difficult. Um, you know, it was like hard to you know like heal through all the damage and you know do enough damage to kill like Fester Gut in time or something like that. But uh, you know, the mechanics that you really had to deal with were very minimal. And so you could have people who had shitty computers who weren't really very good at paying attention to multiple things at a time. All of those people could take part and enjoy the game. Whereas like now, uh, in, in like Mythic Archimonde, there are so many different things that you have to micromanage. And also on top of that, micromanaging procs from your, uh, from your spec and from your trinkets and everything like that. Uh, you know, all of those things are required in order to perform at a pretty decent level. And so, you know, whenever you put all that stuff together, it just, there's a very, very small amount of people who can really take part in, uh, you know, like raiding. And I find that really disappointing because raiding is probably one of the best things that uh, WoW has to offer. Mm. However, saying that, I don't think that raiding should be the end-all and be-all of the game. I think that Blizzard yeah. has put too much stock into raiding in Missa Pandaria and even more now in Wards of Draenor. Most players, I don't think, raid. Most players don't want to raid. You know, and so they need to be looking and trying to find solutions for those players to keep those people engaged. That doesn't just mean, uh, you know, doing an easier difficulty of the raid. Most people don't want to do a raid period, mm. you know, and I think professions used to serve as a very strong form of solo progression. Um, you know, like even collecting your PvP gear every week did that. And there are a lot of other things like farming reputations. And Blizzard should look to try and create more of those. And it seems... It seems like they're doing that in Legion. Yeah. You're absolutely right. I have two things to touch on that. So the okay. thing about the um, the computer issue, like, I I wish I were kidding about this. I had a guy in my guild, he's since left, but every time one of his roommates would use the microwave, he would just drop. Like, like <laughs> you, would hear, you would hear him in TeamSpeak going like, like, hey, are you guys about to use that? And then... <laughs> <laughs> the microwave those hot pockets back in the freezer you know, like freaking out on his roommates yeah i swear to god every time um so it is and it was and it was really frustrating because we helped this guy get gear but he never would work out whatever the situation was between his router and and his microwave and and it's one of those things where like like it's rude <laughs> it's kind of rude for you to like not say hey you know i realize that we want to raid but i don't want to hold you guys back so like you know, I know my asshole roommate's gonna want a hot pocket and, and fuck all this up. So I, <laughs> I'm just gonna have to wow. sit this one out this week. <laughs> That's crazy. I suppose. That's awesome. I, I don't really have that problem because my computer actually kicks a bit of ass, but uh, our internet in Australia is bad. Yeah. <laughs> what are you laughing at? Your computer just crashed. You had to rebuild it from scratch. Yeah, that's and that's why it kicks ass because now I rebuild it from scratch. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, now but, uh, that here is terrible. I lag bad. But anyway, so you had a second point, sorry, bro. Yeah, the other thing I wanted to touch on is just that you know one of the common criticisms right now is that WoW has gotten easier and that it's you know it's it's I I, I think that it is I think that rating itself rating is harder now and, I, and you touched on that. Uh, I think that rating is harder, and I think that it's just more accessible. And I think that a lot of these people that complain about how World of Warcraft has been dumbed down, quote-unquote, um, I think a lot of those people just are kind of upset with the accessibility factor. Like, it used to be a thing where, oh, you know, I had to spend 40 hours trying to attune to do to do this raid, and, <laughs> and uh, while that was no fun for me or took any skill from me, um, it kept it kept the scrubs out, you know? So, like, it, it's kind of like... 
it's kind of like I think people are upset about that accessibility, and I don't necessarily know that WoW being as accessible as it is now is, is the right answer, but um, I would, I, you know, I 100% um, believe that the game is definitely not any easier now, and if anything, it's harder now. And the people that say that, I want to see their heroic Archimon kill achievement. You know what I mean? Like, the people yeah. that say that, they can't show you dick for it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, it, it's both, really, I think. And in some elements of the game, like myself going through the Iron Man challenge, face rolling through every single quest without any real trouble whatsoever, all the way up to um, now I'm 50, and the video's going to be out tomorrow, and it's not even a big deal at all. And so back then, I think that the game has gotten easier, and there are a lot of reasons for that, but not all elements of the game have gotten easier. Rating has gotten a lot harder. And so you have the game now where it's so easy, everything is easy. You, you level up, everything is easy. You know, there's no punishment really for dying, it doesn't matter. You know, every, all the mobs pretty much fall over. Um, you get up to max level, you do dungeons, you get carried through them, it's easy. Uh, you do LFR, it's guaranteed for you to succeed because of determination. It's easy, you go into a normal raid and you just fall flat because you were not prepared for this at all. And, you know, it creates this glass ceiling and this huge, uh, you know, it's not a, a difficulty curve, it's a difficulty mountain. Mm. And there's yeah. just, they, they, most people can't make that step. And that's one of the big problems. Uh, the game is a lot easier in a lot of aspects. Leveling is significantly easier. Back then, uh, you know, and, and again, this is something that players created. Back then, you didn't have... Uh, you know, like these huge, like leveling guides. You didn't have all this other stuff, and so this player's knowledge of the game has just gotten so much more uh, in depth that uh, it's made the game easier in certain elements. But there are elements that are way harder, and Mythic rating is an example of that. It's significantly harder than anything that I've really done, and I've rated since uh, seriously since Burning Crusade. But yeah, a lot of the people who do complain about that stuff don't really uh, don't really entirely understand what what's going on, or they do like a raid that they're overgeared for and they clear it easily, or again they do an easy mode of the raid, and what are they supposed to know? You know what I mean? Like they, they just they clear it and then that's done. Wow, this game's easy now. You know they don't even know that there's a harder difficulty, and uh, you know I just think like the the increasing difficulties doesn't really engage players. Really, I'm mainly a single. Like I mainly play my mage. I, I do have other, you know, alts, but um, I mainly play my mage. And I think that um, I have a completely 100% in-game mentality about it. And I didn't think about. I think that's a really interesting way that you describe the the leveling process. Just runs into a complete, uh, you know, just a complete wall uh, once you get to max level and then do LFR. It's it's like you know a complete you know step up. Um, You've stunned me. That's a really interesting way to think about it, and that, and that is probably you know part of the problem of people saying that. I, th I think that if the leveling process were a little bit harder, but the thing is, is it can't be as hard as it was in vanilla because in vanilla you had to get to sixty. Your goal was sixty. It didn't sound that taunt daunting. You know, we're about to tell people they got to level from one to one hundred and ten if they've never played the game before. You know, in a, in an age where you can just drop you know WoW and, and play Dota, that just seems it just seems like a you know daunting task. Um, I kind of wish that the boost would boost your character, like you would have to level to 60 to even use a boost, and then and skip some of that older content, the pre-cata content from 60 um, to maybe, you know, 90, and then you got to go through missed content. I don't know. I just, I feel like the problem with WoW 
is if you haven't played for the last 10 years, you know, how do you get into it at this point? Yeah, it, there is a lot of stuff that's kind of that, that Blizzard kind of expects you to know. It's like I have a few, uh, like my cousin started playing this game and he didn't entirely understand like what's going on here. Because, you know, back then, like, he played in, like, Vanilla and, like, Burning Crusade. And so he didn't really have, uh, you know, he didn't know what was going on with the boost and, you know, your garrison and all that other stuff. And it does seem like they're they're designing the game just for veteran players. And new players can't really get into it and understand and enjoy the game in the same way that, uh, you know, maybe we would have back in, in Vanilla. It's like, and I think that's a really, a really good point is that I, I know... You know, I know myself, I will never have the same experience that I had with Vanilla WoW again. Never again in my yeah. life. Mm. And I, I can accept that. And, you know, I'm, I'm glad that it happened and I have no regrets. But what bothers me is that it seems like the game now, like what I want, what I really want is I want the people now, the, the kids now, to be able to have that same experience that I had. And mm. I don't think yeah. that the game can deliver that. And for me to, to think that, that, you know, like kids now coming into the game won't really get to feel what I felt, won't really get to experience what I experienced is really kind of disappointing because I know what I got out of the game and to know that, you know, that's not really going to be able to be possible for them is, is really kind of disappointing. Mm. Yeah. No, I, I, I feel you there. That's the, you know, that, that was the thing I was trying to express to my wife whenever she first started playing. It's like, you know, I used to work at, I used to work at a, a burger joint and me and the other cook couldn't wait till we got off work so we could go run Sunken Temple for like two hours. You know, like it wasn't, <laughs> yeah. you know, now you can stand in Orgrimmar and, and, and run Sunken Temple 36 times in, in two hours. <laughs> and it, it is a, it is a different, it's a completely different experience now. And in, in some ways, I think it's a necessary evil. Like it's like, it's like part of the process of just keeping WoW alive for so many years is that they had had to kind of concede some of these things in order just to keep yes. it modern modern gamers um but yeah it, it is an it is a unique experience that you know it's it's hard a it's hard to it's hard to express to somebody that thinks that the game is essentially the same um and then also it's just you know it is kind of sad that it's uh it's not it's literally not possible to do anymore well i think that uh really if you look at like a game like league of legends where players have to get all the way up to level 30 to even play uh, hero league and that takes a, a pretty good amount of time. Like, I don't know if any of you guys have done that, but I know it takes a, a good amount of hours. Or at least that's my understanding. Hmm. And it's I've like if you it. create a um, an achievable and a rewarding end goal, I think players are going to uh, rise to the occasion. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's really what it comes down to for me. You know, back in the day, like, I, I, I felt the same way, man. Like, I remember there was one time this, like, really hot girl came over, and, like, she had stole her dad's car. And, like, it was me and my buddy Zach, again. And um, we were we were going to go uh, hang out with her. And then we were talking about it, and we were like, well, you know, if we do this, um, we're not we're not going to be able to get to Westfall tonight. You know? And, and we are like, well, yeah, yeah, you're right. They are like, well, fuck it, yeah. But, like, yeah, just tell her my mom said we can't go. And I'm like, man, we played WoW all night, you know, and uh, that was like a really awesome day for us, yeah. you know, and like, I think they got arrested too, by the way, and so it's <laughs> oh not like we God. missed out on anything, but um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, that's what it really came down to, and like, giving people that experience and, and like that enjoyment and that, uh, that grandeur, you know, that uh, excitement yeah. and everything, that's what I really want to see the game deliver. I think Legion can maybe do that, but you are right that... I think that they have to 
do like a World of Warcraft 2 at this point. You know, 300 yeah, mounts, yeah. 1,000 pets, 110 levels, it's just too much. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, they should I, just I've... remake the game from the ground up. I think the chances of that are very minimal. But uh, if they ever do want to do something like that, um, that's probably uh, going to be the best way that they can. I think I think they're at that point, and and I think it, I think it will come. I don't think that Blizzard, you know, it, it seems, and maybe I just get this impression, and, and I'd like to hear your insight on it. It seems that Blizzard is focusing on all their other, you know, avenues, uh, you know, Hearthstone and Heroes of the Storm, and all these franchises that are kind of based off of the World of Warcraft universe um, and fan base. I think is their breadwinner right now, and World of Warcraft. You know, as a World of Warcraft fan, I kind of feel like we're being put on the back burner a little bit. And maybe it's just my perception, but I don't feel like the content that's coming out these days is to the same grandeur that, you know, that Wrath of the Lich King was. Oh, all their and, attention now is, is Overwatch. Yeah, oh yeah, and Overwatch is, is coming out. Yeah, I a lot of people, like, kind of use, like, these, like, little small things. Like, I think, like, Chris Metzen talked about WoW wearing an Overwatch hoodie or something like that. Yeah. I, I don't really get into that too much. I, I like to look at actual action, like, real actions. Um, I think that you're right, though. I do think that you're right. If you, like, they, Blizzard stopped announcing subscriber numbers, I think that that is yeah. probably a good, um, a, a good business decision. But on, I don't really like it, you know. In, in a way, I, it doesn't it doesn't really fill me with confidence because it's not like it's not good business sense to be humble, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so it can really only mean one thing. Then I think the best uh, the best example of this, Bo, is that the the friends list. You know how the friends list was increased to two hundred? The uh, Battle.net friends list. Yeah. That right. was because somebody tweeted a Heroes of the Storm developer. Um, yeah. Whereas people in WoW had been asking for that literally for years because of all the cross realm rating, and it only happened in response to a Heroes of the Storm developer, um, you know, and somebody tweeted them, and it happened the next day. I don't. I wow. mean, it, it seems like you know, like one caused the other. Yeah. And I, I do totally agree with you. It seems like they're the, you know, like they're focusing a lot on Heroes of the Storm, or they were like that game is is pretty much dead now, but. Um, uh, uh, mostly Hearthstone and Overwatch, and they're trying to attract like a more mainstream audience. It seems. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, it, and it's it's. I mean, I understand why they're doing it, and they're a business, and they're obligated to make money. But it's just it's kind of sad to see it happen. Um, but I don't think. But I think that Blizzard is a company that, while they are a business and they make you know business minded decisions, and I, and I think that's part of the reason that we've got all the changes that we've had to World of Warcraft. I do feel like there's still a business with a certain amount of like, you know, conceptual in- integrity. Um, I don't feel like they're ready to abandon uh, World of Warcraft, um, even if it weren't making money, which it's making money hands over fist. So I'm not trying to act like it's not, but <laughs> I-, I think I think that they, I-, I don't think they're ready to turn their back on on that, even if it weren't. Um, I but I do see a restructure in the future, like. Uh, Legion's going to be great. It's going to be fan. It's going to be a cool X pack. I think it looks good. Um, but I think the way Blizzard does expansions, uh, whether we get a new World of Warcraft or it's just maybe they rebuild the old one or, or how they handle that, I, I think we're going to see a earth-shattering, uh, no cataclysm pun intended. <laughs> uh, we're going to see an earth-shattering, you know, change to the way Blizzard handles World of Warcraft. It may be going free to play with in-game purchases. I mean, I don't, I don't know what the the change is going to be, but I feel like it's in the, you know, not so maybe not near future, but not so distant future. You know. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think that they do need to do something crazy. I I don't think that free-to-play really is the best solution. Um, uh, I I can see why a lot of people want that to happen and everything. I don't don't really know. I I don't really think it'll boost that many people people playing, honestly. Um, Also, I I, I don't really think that they'd be able to make enough microtransactions to make the money back after the expansion, after Legion. Say, okay, WoW is done. We're going to make Warcraft 4, you know, really make a huge jump in the uh, in the story and then make World of Warcraft 2. You know, like, to yeah. me, that would be ideal. Yeah. Yeah, you know, like, I was talking about Final Fantasy earlier. I think that Final Fantasy, A Realm, a Realm Reborn is a really good example of, of someone that took, like, a... They had a terrible MMO. It was horrible. Yes. And they basically said, we're going to ditch everything, build something new. But, hey, guess what? Your old characters matter in this world. Your old achievements and things like that are still connected to, you know, your account in this new world. And I think World of Warcraft kind of has to kind of has to do something like that where we get, you know, World of Warcraft 2, Electric Boogaloo, um, but, you know, my character uh, Dotson still still is relevant to this new world for, you know, for whatever reason. So, I mean, I yeah, think that's like kind of... Yeah, it's you can inspect the character and see the old achievements and everything. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I think that they do need a, what you're saying, like a cataclysm. You know, yeah. like a complete, uh, you know, uh, I, I don't know, like, just you know, like whenever you lose risk and you flip the board over and everything falls everywhere, yeah. they yeah. need to do that. Everybody starts back at one. No mounts, no pets, no gold, nothing. You know. Wow. And uh, yeah. That's, Imagine that's the awesome outcry. Wow. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That I mean, everybody be... would get. And I don't mean like doing it with the game now. I mean yeah. like making an entire new game and yeah. doing it. Like yeah. I think that's the yeah. only real way to reinvigorate the uh, interest in the game. And I remember seeing a. Uh, and like, by the way, I don't think I, I don't really know if this will ever happen. I find it extremely unlikely, uh, but it, it's a cool thing to think about. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, yeah. But I remember seeing like a, uh, a like Elwyn Forest, I think, and then Westfall rendered in the Unreal Engine, yeah. and it just looked yes. incredible. And I remember watching, looking at that, looking at that video, and thinking, "That's what I thought Elwyn Forest looked like in 2006." You know, <laughs> that's that that it's, it gave me the same feeling. You know, and I. Again, it's just like kind of giving people that, you know, that feeling of being in the world. Yeah. And, uh, you, I mean, you're right. Like, clicking clicking a button to queue up and to join a dungeon immediately doesn't give you that feeling. No. Uh, you're entirely right. And, yeah, it is like kind of just within the nature of like kind of the game, like getting older and then players getting older and, and everything like that. And uh, people wanting to still stay engaged with the game. But I think that really they should focus on creating a great game experience for the uh you know the newer players and not try and keep like basically older players on life support with like these old changes to try and keep them paying their subscription with the in i don't want to end on a sour note but with the little bit of attention that we got to this expansion and the lead up into the next expansion and then all of a sudden boom they pulled the illidan cord it, it almost feels like they're going oh well, we know all the old fans will have to come back for this it's like it's like when Marvel, you know, comes out with a new movie, and they're just like, "Well, all the nerds are going to throw their money at it, so we're not trying to win them over. We got to win over all the, you know, all the non-nerds." And, and World of Warcraft feels like that now, where it's like, "Well, we got to pull the Illidan ripcord. That's going to bring all the WoW players back, and then they're going to get LFR and all the all the, you know, instant gratification stuff to try to get the non-WoW players." And and um, I think there's there's definitely an element in that. Like it, when I saw the Illidan thing in Legion, I was excited, but yeah. I also kind of saw the undertone of it too, you know. Yeah, uh, so I, I'm going. I'm going into it with my eyes open. I mean, I'm not. I'm not being fooled in any way. 
but I'm still yeah, damn excited. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not going to lie. I think that's how everybody feels. Yeah. I've told people a lot that I'm cautiously optimistic. You know, I really hope that uh, that Legion can deliver on what they say it's going to deliver. Uh, the Illidan thing, I, I kind of agree. It's just, in, in a way fan service, but is fan service always bad? I don't know. Uh, like what I've played of the Alpha. The game looks amazing. You know, mm. it looks amazing. It plays amazingly, um, and and I think that all of that stuff is very important. But in order to get players to stay, in order to get players to keep subscribed to the game, and for the game to you know get above eight million consistent subscribers, ten million consistent subscribers, whatever you want to say, uh, it has to have you know so facilitate that social interaction. You know that that uh, like what. I don't know, like just social interaction, like getting players like talking with each other, making friends in the game. And in my opinion, I think you should have to make friends in the game yeah. uh, in order to complete certain things. Uh, elite group quests, whenever you're leveling, serve that purpose. Like you had to group with people to do stuff. Uh, same with dungeons. Yeah. And now, uh, you know, they basically looked at. It seems like they treat social interaction as an inconvenience. Yeah. And um, it's like you don't play Call of Duty. And say you're a pacifist and you don't want to kill anybody. Uh, I mean, like I don't think you should play an MMO and expect not to interact with other players. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, you know, it's just it's ridiculous. Yeah. And also on top of that, they need to make it rewarding and a sense of real progression through the in-game system. And like if they can do those two things, or they can deliver those two things, I, I think that we can see Legion being very successful. Uh, whether like the instant gratification, I think is a really big problem. Um, and just to touch on what we were saying about the leveling a while ago, I don't think that they should make leveling, uh, you know, like super, super long. But I think that it should be about like half the amount of time that it took to get from 60 in, uh, in vanilla to get all the way up to 110. You know, just as like a, a rough number. You yeah. know, so maybe like uh, 150 or 200 hours, boy. Uh, well, I've, I've only got, I've got one more question and then uh, I want to do some quick fire questions. Bro, have you got anything before okay. I do that? No, I'm good, man. You're good? All right. Um, the Warcraft movie, what do you think? Like, it could be good. It could be bad. I don't really have... Uh, it's like Duncan Jones directing it. Uh, you know, a lot of the actors are really good. Um, I, I don't really have much of an opinion on it. I think it could be good. It could be bad. I don't think it's really going to affect the franchise one way or another. Uh, it might get more people to play the game, but I don't really think it's going to be that many of them. Oh. Uh, I, I, I'm honestly like I know it might be disappointing, but I'm really not. Uh, I, I don't really. I don't know. It's just it could be good, it could be bad. I'll see it either way, but <laughs> I'm not super hyped about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna have to sit. I'm gonna have to sit in the front row because if there's any women sitting in front of me during the movie, they're all gonna be pregnant because I am gonna go nuts <laughs> all over. The- <laughs> <laughs> That's good, dude. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. I can't. I can't wait for the movie to come out. <laughs> really? I yeah. mean, I. I think. Look, I mean, I, I. think honestly, they've got a good director. They've got a good actors. It should be good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, there's no reason for it not to be good. They've got a great story to work with and everything. Uh, but yeah. you know, will it actually happen? Time will tell. And I hope. I hope it does turn out well. But what I really hope, honestly, is that they uh, make it a trilogy, and if it does do really well, um, and then they take it through the first and um, you know the second and the third war, and then end with Arthas becoming the Lich King. That would be sweet. That's what, uh, like in, in a trilogy, I mean, like I think that would honestly something. be fucking incredible. <laughs> yeah. 
that, yeah. nothing official, but that's kind of the rumors I've been hearing. But yeah. it's probably those rumors are probably all hopeful, hopeful thinking. Actually, yeah. Arthur's yes. on screen yes. would be great. Cool. All right, let's let's, uh, let's finish up with some uh, some quick fire. You know, there's, there's some of the things that you don't that I either haven't heard on the, on your videos or you don't talk about much. So just uh, I'll just throw some questions at you and you just, just answer with the first thing that pops into your head. Nothing. Okay. Nothing uh, too personal. Don't be worried. Uh, Damn. <laughs> favorite expansion? Uh, I would say, well, I mean, like vanilla was my favorite, but besides that, I would say probably Burning Crusade. Favorite region? Probably either Red Ridge Mountains or Grizzly Hills. Ooh. Um, yeah. That's a cool choice. Um, so other than uh, Warrior, obviously, as we know, is your favorite. Uh... Warlock. <laughs> yeah. Is that is that your second favorite or you? Or yes. Was, okay. Or it's uh, least favorite. Oh, monk. Oh, why is that? Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I just yeah. hate them. I mean, like what? I mean, the class is built around running away. Like, come on. <laughs> what kind of shit is that? <laughs> that is so joke. true. Yeah. I've never even thought about that before. You're so right. You know, so you don't take it as sort of like the the dash in, hit, and then dash away sort of thing, no? Fuck that! I hate. I mean, like, yeah, it looks really cool in a kung fu yeah. movie, but playing against it's annoying as hell. <laughs> well, what about the? Uh, I'm sorry. I was only was meant to be a quick fire. Right now I'm intrigued. Yeah, yeah. Well, but what about the the demon hunters leap in and leap out sort of thing? A similar sort of deal. Well, they got wings, so it's cooler. That's cool. Okay. I mean, yeah, I, I, I just don't really like the monks. I I, I, I hated Mr. Pandaria. Honestly, <laughs> I hated the theme. You know, I always like the uh, you know Eastern European uh, you know theme stuff like Beowulf and. Um, you know, all that. So, uh, Demon Hunters are much more in tune with that. Okay. Interesting. Uh, favorite end boss? In what way? Raid boss. Um, no, I mean, like, uh, in terms of mechanics, in terms of lore. Oh, um, okay. Terms- no, that's very good. We'll split it. In yeah. terms of, of fighting against them, and and in second half, uh, just because they just look freaking awesome. <laughs> um, uh, let me think. This is actually a pretty tough question. I, I would say probably the uh, my favorite boss for like in terms of like mechanics and everything mm. would probably be uh, Ragnaros. Um, uh, Heroic Ragnaros was probably one of the most difficult and challenging fights. I like that one a lot. And um, in terms of uh, war and everything, of course, we're going to have to go with the Lich King. Yeah. God damn, he's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> he is sure is. Yeah, he's yeah. just brilliant. Uh, favorite instance? I don't know. Actually, I don't even know. Uh, <laughs> let me think. Odor. <laughs> Odor is awesome. Yeah, it is really good. Yeah, yeah. I'd I'd, yeah. I'd go with ICC, but yeah, Odor is would definitely be second. That's cool. Um, and least favorite instance. Fuck. Like um, maybe Terrace of the Endless Spring. <laughs> I, I I thought the fights were good, but I just didn't really like the theme of it. Uh, in in terms of mechanics, I, I didn't really like uh, Throne of Thunder mechanically, but I thought it was an amazing raid. Yeah, I had a blast Throne of Thunder. Yeah, yeah, Throne of Thunder is, is was a lot of fun. Cool. All right, well that's uh, that's it for me, bro. Have you got anything that you want to finish up with? Uh, do you have any pets, and what are their names? <laughs> uh, I have two cats. They're both named Cat. <laughs> <laughs> Surely that's not true. They're both named Cat. Yeah, come here, cat. One's a boy, one's a girl. What? 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 Which one comes to you first whenever you say cat? Neither of them. They don't yeah, listen. They're cats, David. <laughs> yeah, 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 they 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 do what they want. Yeah, 
<laughs> I, but I thought I thought you were going to do the boxes or briefs question for sure. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, uh, we'll boxers or briefs. <laughs> uh, whichever if, is not dirty, which is usually neither. <laughs> All right. Well, well, among your boxers, do you have the little button or no little button? Uh, let me check. <laughs> <laughs> uh, these, I, I, maybe the button fell off. <laughs> I don't know. But it, it's like it looks like no button. It's looking like no button. And on uh, that no, note, no button. <laughs> We'll call it. Um, it All right. Uh, thank you very, very much again uh, for for being on the show. It was an absolute pleasure, and uh, keep doing what you're doing, Dan, because uh, we'll keep watching. And for sure, man. Yeah, I just really, I really appreciate it. I, I had a good time on here. Oh, thanks, man. It's, it's awesome. Um, it's, yeah, it's just, it's, I think I think you bring a lot to the to the community, and uh, and I just I just really respect what you do. Well, I try to, and I really appreciate that uh, that you say that. <laughs> no worries. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's always good to sit down and, and talk some meta game with people, and you know, especially people who uh, you know, I guess, I kind of feel the same way or really came from the same spot. Like, like older players, I, I think, like just have a perspective on the game that new players just can't really have. Yeah, that's yeah, so yeah, true. And now I feel really old. That's <laughs> 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 all right. Awesome, man. Well, you have uh, a, a good night for the rest of the rest of your morning. Right. <laughs> yes. Try and get some sleep, and uh, thanks again. All right. Well, I'll see you guys later. Thanks for having me. Thanks, man. Uh, so that was that was Asmund Gold, and man, what a legend! And uh, sorry, I wasn't. Uh, hopefully, I wasn't too fanboyish at the start there, but uh, it, uh, it, it. Oh, I think I think we were giddy, David. Yeah, <laughs> it was giddy. That's that's the way we're going to go. With. We're going to go with giddy. Um, yeah. So it's. Uh, it's it was it was really really cool to talk to him and so um and uh, you know thanks thanks again for him to be on the show and it's uh we mentioned his uh, youtube channel but uh, we actually didn't tell you much about it so he's he's on uh, facebook he's on twitter he's on twitch he's on ask me and it's all asmongold so just all of those things are all just typing asmongold and you'll get him um and his youtube channel is is you know it's I work in IT for a living, and I actually don't understand how this stuff works. I don't know how to give you his actual YouTube um, channel. Just but go to YouTube. Just go to YouTube and, and type in Asmongold. That's how you um, do it. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's how you do it. I'm sure there's an actual. We'll have. I'll figure out the link business, and they'll have a link in the show notes and stuff. I just wanted to just let people know. So check out his videos if you have even the slightest interest in Warcraft. And if you don't, then the last hour and a half was obviously very boring for you. Uh, well, no, it wasn't. I was playing a game while you were talking. So. That's that's a bit rude. <laughs> it was an interesting looking game. Okay, uh, it kept distracting me. Um, so it's uh, yeah. So Asmon Gold on all of those sort of options and uh, check him out. And uh, that's about all I can say. I can't say thanks for being on the show Why, again because it'll make me sound like an idiot. I think that both of you sounded very professional and and respectful. Oh, that's good. I love that you lie to me. <laughs> I've never ever lied to you, Bob. It's so good. Uh, let's, let's finish up with coming soon. Well, it's uh, it's pretty easy to uh, do coming soon for this episode because there is actually only one movie coming out on December 17th. And uh, I'm sure everybody can guess what that film is. Is it the one with Hans Solo in it? But <laughs> <laughs> Hans, yeah. Hans? <laughs> it's all true, yeah. It's all true. I love it, yeah. <laughs> 
Han Solo. He's so hot right now. <laughs> um, it is. It is in fact Star Wars Episode Seven: The Force Awakens. And uh, how yeah, man! We're actually we're going to be seeing it. Uh, it comes out Wednesday midnight here. Uh, so we actually we're actually one of the countries that gets it first. Yeah, you're get it a little bit ahead of us. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty sweet. So uh, yeah, so it comes out Wednesday midnight. We're going to see it Friday night. Bro, you said you were going to see it Saturday or something. What, Thursday. What we're going to see it Thursday night. Thursday night. That's yep, Thursday night, ten o'clock. I got the whole day off. That's awesome. So I think. I think uh, me and Becca might watch. Um, might watch at least the original three because she's seen when we dated. You know, me and we started dating around the time of the prequels, and we went and saw. Uh, the third prequel together and um, but she's never watched uh, she's watched the first of the original and the last but she's never watched um, you know Revenge or Return of, not Return of the Empire. Empire she's never seen Empire so <gasps> uh, yeah so we're gonna watch we'll probably we'll probably spend Wednesday and Thursday watching just all three again and that, on that note that's the end of the show it's been an epic if you uh, are not a Warcraft fan thanks very much for coming to the end being at the end of the show <laughs> if you are a Warcraft fan and uh, and uh, you enjoyed the, the chat with Asmon Gold I am, I am pleased because uh, it, uh, it was a lot of fun it pleases me it, I am pleased <laughs> <laughs> God, we're crazy anyway we're going to go have some dinner now and uh, Bo has to go to bed it's, uh, it's yeah, been a pleasure. It's 3 a.m. here. <laughs> 3 a.m. That's crazy. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. That's it from me and the crew. Hi, y'all. It's me. It's your boy, Bo, from Nerd Culture Podcast. And it's me. It's your boy, David. And it's me. It's your not boy, girl, Crystal. <laughs> boy, girl. <laughs> <laughs> We're all inclusive. <laughs> Bye. Bye. You've been listening to NCP. Thank you for being a part of our crew. If you would like to support the show, you can use the Amazon widget on our website to do your Amazon shopping. If you have any feedback, please go to nerdculturepodcast.com forward slash contact us where you will find a list of the many different ways you can interact with us. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for the next episode.